0: Right, so we've got some really cool stories from listeners that were sent in from episode one. Lots of people making big changes in their lives and being really happy about it. This one is from Rachel Evans, 2349. Hello, Rachel. And she says, I sailed down a building in Manchester for charity, scared of heights, but I did it. I mean, that is literally... Doing something brave. I mean, isn't I know it? how
1: scared of heights you are. Oh no what,
0: way! Could you do it? No, 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 no,
1: no. I couldn't do <laughs> it. Could you? I don't know. I like diving in like water, but I, you, you, know, it's, you know, you're gonna be fine if you if you dive into something. But I, don't, I think that a sailing off. Uh, by the way, great board, Rachel. Thank you. <laughs> that's my that's the uh, word that I learned to, to today. So thank you. Uh, but I think I would struggle with going down the building. So well done, Rachel. Yeah. Well done.
0: This is the next one. And on? I'm
1: a little bit. By the way, Rachel, two three four nine. I hope that's a birth year. <laughs> <Really>. <laughs> uh, second one is from Sophie Kerr, uh, five seven nine, uh, and she says, "Stop caring what other people think. Unapologetically, live for myself."
0: Whoa. Wow.
1: That's deep. All right, Sophie.
0: Do you know what? I love that though.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, it's one of those easier said than done things, isn't it? I think. Um, I wish that we could all just, you know, get on with our lives and not think a worry about what other people think, especially your neighbors, you know what I mean? The ones <laughs> that live right next to you. Um, but, uh, yeah, but you got to, I think you, you got to here and there look to the left and right, no?
0: A little bit, but I kind of like that she's unapologetically being herself. That's a big change to make because mm. sometimes you can make you can live a little bit in a box too concerned with what everybody thinks mm-hmm. but well done Rachel i think it's a No no a- that was Sophie god
1: that's I mean. Sophie yes that was a bit of a balance i think you need a bit of balance with with this one you you need a bit of both um you need to be unapologetic you need to always plow forward whatever you do believe in yourself but then here and there there are maybe some people along the way that wish you well that are going to give you a, a good uh advice yeah you know what i mean close Not-
0: close friends family
1: yeah, I don't think not everyone is bad, is it?
0: No, I no. like to believe in positive. Right, next one is from Mama Owls. And she says leave an abusive husband and make a new life for myself and my three amazing daughters. Wow, that is powerful. I think a lot of women are stuck in that position sometimes, and you kind of feel scared to take that jump and, you know, take that decision. That big decision of of leaving your husband in the safety of your children and yourself. So to Mama Owl, well done. That is probably the most powerful one we've heard so far. Very
1: it? brave, very brave. And uh, listen, a bit like the last one before. Don't don't look. You shouldn't look left and right. You should just go and uh, make sure you can provide the most beautiful life for um for the little ones. And uh, well done, you. Well done, you. No one should ever be in an abusive relationship, um ever. Mm. Uh, I'm still. You know, it's heartbreaking when you when you hear and read stories about it. It's just, and uh, I hope you're well now. And I hope that whoever is in your life lo- loves you um, and gives you all the love that you deserve.
0: And her daughters. Go yeah, on, Mama Owl. All right, next one. Go on.
1: Right. Heather uh, Schroeder. Oh, well, hi. Yeah. <laughs> Butchka, I'm, I'm basically half German. I gave up my stable job in PR to follow my dreams. Okay, sorry. I gave up my, st- not a stable job, like she works She's in a stable. not in a stable. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she gave up her stable job working in a PR to follow her dream as a hair and makeup artist in TV and film. Brilliant. Yes, Look. Heather. And uh, makeup and hair is such an amazing field to be in. I mean, we were so blessed to work with these incredible artists on Strictly and all the other, you know, whenever you do anything on on camera or screen, you always have someone there that helps you with hair and makeup. But uh, it's such a cool profession, isn't it? You get to meet so many cool people. The only thing is, I think, long work hours.
0: Long work hours, but you know what? I'm all here for it because I love my hair and makeup team. Mm. I have an amazing glam squad
1: But it's really it, they, they do work really hard on But you know what The that.
0: fact that she decided Leaving PR A stable job Like she said To yep. follow her dreams Get in Heather Well done Alright next We've got Rachel
1: Noad Rachel Stevens From Ask 7
0: <laughs> Rachel says Having a baby solo Via a donor I had to go ahead And make my own future This is amazing So I know A friend One friend of mine from Miami, Michelle, you've met her. Mm-hmm. She did the same. She mm-hmm. wanted to be a mother and she didn't want anything to stop her from becoming a mom, whether that meant having a boyfriend or a partner or whatever uh, or not. And she did it. She went on and did it. And I have so much admiration for women that just do it because they want to, you know, don't become mothers and have that feeling of raising a child just because solely they want to do it, regardless of whether they have a partner or not. So that is really, really powerful as well. Well done, Rachel.
1: All right, Butchka, I think you know this one. PT True Fitness. Uh, is that Sharon?
0: Yes, it's Sharon. Go on.
1: Changing my career from a graphic designer to a health and well-being coach.
0: Whoop, whoop. She's okay. a great coach, you know. I've seen her stuff online. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a really good coach. And I think, again, changing that career, making that move... Uh, going for what makes you happy and what your dreams are. And look, all these success stories from it.
1: I mean, you know who ever said it the best, like in terms of like, you know, we only live once or whatever make the most out of it. It was Ricky Gervais when he said, I think it was in like Afterlife or like one of his uh, standups. He said, you only get to do it once and there is no sequel to it, mm. you know? And I feel like it's so important to to take that leap of faith, to go jump for it, go for it, and then look, You know, sometimes you're gonna be right, sometimes you're not gonna be right. But nonetheless, it was your choice and your decision. So good on you. Yeah. Good on you.
0: Next one, this is a bit of a long one, but it's a good one, I think. Uh, This is from Paula K. Browler. She says, me and my husband and two kids left Manchester in 2018 to move lock, stock and barrel to Pembrokeshire to set up a brand new campsite. The risk paid off, the children settled well, and the campsite, despite a pandemic hitting the week we were meant to open, is going from strength to strength. Now, in our fourth season, and still with huge debts to pay off, we are starting to reap the rewards. Plus, what a beautiful part of the country to reside now to. P.S. Congratulations to you. Good luck with the bambino. Enjoy every second. Even the tough times, they grow too fast. Well, thank you, Paula. How cool, the whole family. Made, the whole family moved. They started their, their campsite, COVID and the pandemic it, but they're still they're happy. They well, did it.
1: Yeah, but that's that just shows you, isn't it? Like if you are with your loved ones and your family or your friends, you can get through anything, isn't it? Yeah. If you have the people that care about you and you care about, you're going to do anything to make it work. Yeah, well done. I, I want to go now.
0: I know, we're going to go visit I, the campsite. I've, have
1: you ever gone gun camping?
0: No, and I've never been to Pembrokeshire.
1: Where is that anyway? Pem- we'll find out. Pembrokeshire. I've never even heard of it. <laughs>
0: The next one is from Cheshire Luxury Travel. I moved from Australia 20 years ago to pursue a career in oil and gas engineering at a much higher salary. I'm constantly asked why, but like you guys, I love to travel. So Perth, although lovely, isn't a great location to live in if you love to travel. Fast forward many years and I've turned my life of travel into my own business. I left a high paying job to risk it all and start from nothing. The world of travel is something else and making the move I will never regret. Building a business is tough, but so worth it. Cheshire travel. Cheshire luxury travel. So two things here. Aliash and I are obsessed with Perth. Isn't it? It's one of our favorite parts of the world.
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to do the other way around. I think we're going to move <laughs> to Perth at some point. Uh, beautiful place. But I do agree with you. If you want to travel, it's very secluded, though. Yeah, it is. It's But stunning, though. But
0: stunning place. But good on there. or then. Very
1: cool. Very cool. This is
0: an amazing thing to kind of leave such a beautiful part of the world, leave such a, again, stable job to just chase the dreams of travel.
1: And literally go to the other side of the planet. It's not like, you know, it's not like you go and move... Uh... 500 miles away it's like you're you're literally a 24-hour plane right away yeah yeah couldn't be farther
0: yeah well thank you guys so much for sharing some of your stories we really really love them and uh we cannot wait to get to hear more i like this part
1: of season two i love that yeah because it's interesting to see what people gather from our conversations yeah love that
0: love that all right let's crack on with episode
1: two go on
0: Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of
1: Twist and Shout.
0: Twist and Shout. You know, I beat you to it there. We were just talking about the name, <laughs> weren't we? I was like, we haven't really shouted yet, which is good.
1: No, we, we've been twisting a we've lot. We've been
0: twisting a lot. But <laughs> the
1: last couple of weeks.
0: <laughs> That's a good sign. Right, but we've just filled you in on everything we've gotten up to over the last little bit since the last time we were able to create our Twist and Shout podcast. But... The news of the baby has been the biggest, biggest news we could have ever anticipated, isn't it? I
1: mean, no bigger news, really. And to be fair, our life has been full of big news, uses, but <laughs> I think that's been the biggest one, really. I mean, for anyone, really, yeah. Wh- whoever wants to have kids and you know, is trying to have kids, when you get to that point where the test is positive, you know, that's the biggest news there is.
0: And it wasn't like a straightforward journey for us, was it? Because I remember the moment that we decided, you know what, let's stop not trying to have a baby. That's what we always said. We're not going to start trying for a baby. We're going to stop not trying to take the pressure off. And then two years later, we were still kind of struggling with having our own little miracle happen naturally. So we definitely considered IVF.
1: Yeah, but you know, when you say not trying to not have a baby, I mean, trying to not have a baby on my hand was completely different. I was trying to have a baby for 10 years. I just, we just never got there, but finally, I was really trying, you, you see. You just
0: finally convinced me. That's all it was, <laughs> you just finally convinced me. Anyhow, so we were trying, well, not not trying, I don't know, trying. whatever it is, you know what we're I mean? We were trying anyway. <laughs> for two years and it wasn't happening naturally. And obviously uh, I'm nearing 40, gonna be 40 this year. The big 40 is happening at the end of the year and we started thinking about okay well what other options do we have just in case to see what kind of you know other avenues we could take because we definitely knew we wanted to have a baby and I definitely do I wanted to do it soonish so we found out that the amazing NHS do offer IVF to women under 40 free which is Incredible. I mean, it's such a beautiful thing to offer. So we thought, you know what? Let's go for it. Let's try the IVF. Let's see if it works for us. If not, you know, we can always keep not not trying. <laughs> and then our amazing doctor Nikki Lack, which I'm so excited to talk to in one of the next. I can't episodes. wait. She's-, She's one of the. <laughs>
1: Most skillful people I've ever met in my life, and one of the funniest people She's I've so ever. Met funny. In my
0: life. I love her because I can call her and she'll give it to us straight once she yeah. like doesn't beat her on the books. So we called Nikki, we asked about it, and she highly suggested, why not? Go for it. Give it a go. If you know you want to be parents, no matter what and this is available to you, then definitely go for it. So we did. I did all my checks. You did all your checks. Everything was actually
1: good. We were good. And doing checks is, I mean, the first step, really, to be (laughs) honest. Let's start at the beginning. Doing checks is, you just think it's a check. No, but just look it up, Google it, what those checks consist of. (laughs) Uh, There was so many little moments along the way, just before we even put our foot through the door you know that you're even eligible that IVF could be something for you because you're not gonna just go through the IVF if you're not fertile if if you're not ready for it if your body is not in your prime position or prime (laughs) state if you wish and that was an experience goodness me
0: (laughs) the checks were full on yeah. yeah but think about it it's a huge huge process the woman's body definitely takes a massive massive hit with all of the hormones and the injections and then for the partner as well whoever that may be it's an emotional roller coaster that up and down being there for one another and so we were but we were prepared to do it we were we were prepared to go for it because we knew we wanted to be a mom and dad and we had the go from our dr nikki lack which was the biggest blessing she said go for it
1: i mean you hear about ivf and it's three letters isn't it mm. and whenever i heard of it i have we have so many friends that went through the process and You know, most of them successful, thank God. It just sounds so easy, doesn't it? Three letters. Yeah. And then when you do the research, when you hear about it, when it has to do anything with you, it's a very different process to what you might expect, isn't it? It is,
0: and every check scares you, doesn't it? Yeah. You're hoping that every bit of that is okay. Okay, there's nothing wrong there, brilliant. Okay, there's nothing wrong there, fantastic.
1: And there's a lot of those steps.
0: Yeah, some of them are a bit uncomfortable. (laughs)
1: Could be yeah.
0: We won't delve too much Into Aliash's checks But that that was a journey For you as well
1: (laughs) I should just say no. I mean I should just say I
0: mean I think it's nice For men to hear You talking about it For all the men That listen in
1: Right So (laughs) This is the first time I'm ever explaining This story being recorded In any sort of way This is
0: on tape
1: On record This is on
0: record (laughs) Literally
1: So the story goes Let's say I had to Give my sample On the 12th of June Now when that date was set, that was quite a while to go. And I remember we, we put it in the calendar. I was already dreading it a little bit uh, because, you know, I've, I've never done anything like it. And then months go by, June arrives. And uh, I was always planning to go to Slovenia driving, uh, do which, like...
0: which I always thought was a crazy idea yeah. because you have an electric car. <laughs>
1: It was a crazy idea at the time and it's always going to be a crazy (laughs) idea after I did it. So my my thinking was, I'm going to bring my dad over and we're going to go together in my car from UK, from London to home in Slovenia. And uh, we're going to make it like a nice little father and son trip out of it. You know, a very nice thing to do. Yeah, good intentions. Exactly. Now, little did I know (laughs) that that same date... Where I was producing my sample at the hospital was the day after my dad arrived to London. Uh. Yes, <laughs> so my dad was here as I was supposed to go to to the hospital to to sort of to do the business, and um, he,
0: he brought me that. Where's Aliash? He's been gone for a he, little. <laughs> you know
1: what? He never clicked. He never even thought about it. And um, hopefully, if he does listen to to this, his. Uh, english his language is still not good enough <laughs> to understand all of it but uh yeah and you know the whole sort of giving the sample and all of that is such a such a military procedure mm. isn't it there's no emotion involved you 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 get your number so it's completely anonymous but it still makes you feel like you know a little bit um funny like a, you know almost like i'm just just a number now, am I? yeah.
0: Or, or like our future is just a
1: number, really. Our future is just a number 74325C. <laughs> That's you now.
0: But you couldn't even look the woman in the eye when you gave the sample. <laughs> no, not I could look at
1: my dad in the eye for a couple of days. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Little did he know what you were up to when he well, was visiting, all
1: for the greater good. All
0: for the greater good. But you know what? It's It's so good to hear your story because I think it's nice for men to also hear that. It is uncomfortable, but you've got to do it. You know, women have been doing it for so long, different things to uh, make make this happen. So thank you for giving your sample.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. In the name of... Okay. In the name of all the men. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome.
0: <laughs> but it's so good to hear those kind of stories because I think as women, for years and years and years, we have to, all these uncomfortable pap smear tests and visits. And it's just like the most... You feel quite intrusive. I mean, some women are totally okay with it, some really very uncomfortable with it, Um, but you just have to get used to it. It just just is what we have to do to look after our bodies. So it's so nice that you, Butchko, are like, Open about it as well because it, it could be just as uncomfortable in a different way for
1: men. Yeah, thank God there's so many pubs around London. It's just- <laughs> uh,
0: to that bathroom, we thank no, you well. because the results came back a yeah. OK. Wow, we were fine. <laughs>
1: this just sounds awful, doesn't it? But no, anyway,
0: but anyway, so back to the uh, back to the time scale. So we. Aliash delivered his gorgeous sample. It was all good. I had to do my usual checks, which is if you're a woman, you know, it's never comfortable. But they had to do this weird one on me where they inflate basically a balloon into your uterus. Really? Yeah. To just check the lining, make sure there's nothing abnormal happening. And my God, the doctor said to me, not Nikki, this was a, another doctor, you know, you you will be fine. You'll feel just a little bit of pressure, but you will be fine. I was banging on the walls from pain. Like, and that was
1: the one thing I, I couldn't go with. You, you. couldn't come to me to
0: that one. That was the only one. And I thought, oh my God, out of all the tests I need Aliash here for, this was the worst one. But anyway, had my test, uh, came back with a slight little polyp, which mm-hmm. is no big deal, that they thought they, I, they should have removed. So they removed it. Um, and then when they were in there, they said, while we're in there, we're also just gonna make sure the uterus is lovely and aligned and it's all good. And it did, everything came back okay. The procedure was super easy. I was in and out in half an hour, all good. Then they gave me the hormone pills. Remember, they yeah, gave they me were... like those little, just to help with the egg and the follicles and just get the body really ready and going.
1: That's why you've grown about 10 centimeters. So you I got bit I'm kidding.
0: So started taking these pills and then, um, I noticed cause we were in rehearsals for the Christmas show at the time. Mm-hmm. And then we started going to Chris, our Christmas to remember tour. And at the same time I was doing It Takes Two. So the schedule was pretty intense. Like there was long days of rehearsals and then going straight into It Takes Two or when we started the tour, we were away in suitcases. You know, tour life is that, isn't it? You just basically live out of a case and, and wake up in a different hotel. Um, and I started feeling a little bit moody Oh, it's in too moody, was
1: I? I, mean, I don't... Well, I mean, we're still kind of... <laughs> I love I'm always you, worried. I'm always worried how to answer carefully. that. You yeah. tread carefully. You
0: carefully with that one. So yeah. I was starting to feel moody. I was really up and down and I was really happy and then really sad. And then I just kind of said, it's probably the hormone. It's probably the hormone pills. It's mm. no big deal. And then my boobs started really hurting. You know, they got it swelling up and in pain and achy. And again, it's just probably those hormone pills. My body's just adjusting to them. And then when we started doing the shows again, and we always got to the jive. Remember the jive that we did to close Act One, which was amazing. I love that dance.
1: I mean, it's, it was a great dance to watch for the audience to see. But for <laughs> us doing that dance, what was it, footless?
0: No, it was the Christmas one. Remember all the Christmas that we were oh, all in the, white? Yeah. yeah,
1: of course I remember. Was, yeah. I, just got, I just got goosebumps. Yeah, Bad but the ones. jive,
0: which is normally a dance that me and you thrive in. I mean, we love a jive. We go bam, 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 knees, kicks, flick, bam. Uh, and I was doing it, and I felt like my legs weighed a thousand pounds each. They were so heavy. And I was coming off the stage, and I think I was even telling you, I was like, what is wrong with me? I must be so tired from the last few months because obviously we did four tours last year, and I was doing it takes two. So I thought maybe I'm just exhausted and it's all catching up on me. And yet again, I was like, oh, it's probably the hormone on pills that I'm taking. Um, And the doctor had said, okay, so what we're going to do is make sure that as soon as you get your next period, you come in. And then that was the moment that we were going to start the injections. And I think for us as a couple as well, the anticipation of when my period came to actually start those injections was so nerve wracking. Because I knew it wouldn't be easy. I knew we had so much going on.
1: And you don't like needles I to begin hate with.
0: needles. Oh, my God. I'm not very good in hospitals in general. But uh, I was nervous about it even coming, you know, because I knew that we were going to begin this very uncomfortable process. But then it was like a couple weeks and then another couple weeks and it wouldn't come and it wouldn't come. And I actually took a pregnancy test just because I thought maybe, maybe I am. But it came back negative, that first test that I took. And I told you, remember, I was like, well, I'm not pregnant. So it's definitely got to be the hormone pills, and we we're both like, all right, well, let's carry on. And then it wouldn't come, and it wouldn't come, and then I was moody again, my boobs were hurting, I was tired, I was whinging, and you turned around and you said, are you sure you're not pregnant? And I was like, well, of course I'm not, you know? I took the test, it was negative, all right? And obviously the hormones were <laughs> really kicking in at that point, and you were so gracious, you went, all right, okay, why don't you just take another one just in case, Just just to make sure you handled it really well. And I was like, fine, fine. But in my head, I was taking that test more to almost prove you wrong.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I can I can completely see that.
0: (laughs) More to just be like, see, I told you I'm not pregnant. It's not that.
1: (laughs) You're pregnant.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And uh it was I was a day off at home. And uh we it was beautiful actually. The sun was shining, it was a beautiful day. And I woke up in the morning and there was this, the test was, uh, I could see it. It was there in our bathroom. And I thought, okay, this is, let me just do it. Let me just really rule this out. I'll show Aliash it's not that. And then we're just gonna have to just wait and see what happens next. Took the test and it came back extremely positive. I say extremely- What's extremely positive? I don't know, but maybe it's just because of how I felt about it. But I was like, blue, blue, blue. blue, it came back so <laughs> fast that it was positive. And I just, I, I started crying. I dropped to my knees. I was on my own in the bathroom at this point, by the way. Dropped to my knees, started crying. And I just started saying thank you to the universe because it, it, it was natural. You know, we didn't have to put my body or our or emotions or anything through that. And I think the only thing that came to mind is this immense uh, feeling of feeling grateful that it happened and that it was there. And then at the very next second, Denial. What if it's not? What if? What if it's a wrong test? What did you it's... have
1: another test there? No,
0: I only had the one. So I was like, What if? It, what if it's a wrong? What is a false positive? You know? Mm. And uh, and I panicked. So the first thing I did is call our doctor, Nikki Lack,
1: <laughs> well, which is just like when you say it like that. The first thing I said instead of just I was in the room next to you. I was literally you were in
0: the living room and yeah. I was
1: three meters away. I was li- literally ten steps away. <laughs>
0: And I was going through all these emotions on my own in the toilet. And I called the doctor, Nikki, and I was like, Nikki, I think I'm pregnant. And Were Nick, you
1: whispering saying that, by the way?
0: A little bit, yeah, because I just <laughs> didn't want you. I don't know why. And then Nikki goes, But what do you mean you think you're pregnant? And I said, I, I think I'm pregnant. She goes, Well, you probably are. Did you take a test and it's positive? <laughs> and I said, Yes. She goes, So most likely you are. So congratulations. And I was like, Oh my God, thank you. And she goes, Well, what did Aliash say? And I go, Um, I've not actually told Eliash yet.
1: He's watching telly. He's watching
0: telly. And she goes, maybe you should go and tell your husband that you're you're pregnant. And she's like, and then let's get you on for a scan. So fine. I hung up the phone. I mean, there's this excitement and like, just, I can't believe this news has just come in. And I don't know why, but I thought I wanted to gift it to you somehow. I wanted to give it to you in a way that wasn't just telling you the news.
1: And that was, that was one of the most, like obviously the most beautiful present a man or a a couple or or anyone can ever get but the way you deliver that present and normally you're really good with with gifts like you (laughs) you spend time although you always leave it to the last second with gifts you're very organized but but with gifting for some reason i'm
0: not great i just forget
1: you forget it's my dory brain you go oh it's your birthday today yes let's go no i'm joking it's not that bad (laughs) a day before anyway I'm I'm sitting watching, I think it was like, Morning Live or one of the breakfast shows. It was early in the morning, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And you walk in with, with this sort of chuffed face. Uh, well,
0: I made you coffee as well. Yeah, you
1: made me coffee. I didn't see that because you were just making a coffee, you yeah, know, yeah, and you yeah. make a, sometimes coffee for yourself. And you brought me a cup of coffee and then in your hand, this you had this uh, flat iron box from GHD. It's like the the, they
0: have like a travel size one, so it's a little bit smaller. And I just remember thinking, oh, the test fits perfectly in it.
1: <laughs> yeah, you said that was that was your thinking, and my thinking was in your hand. You kind of had this. Your face was saying, "This is for you," you yeah. know. And, and and I looked at the box and uh, at the box, and I thought to myself, why Why would I need that? Yeah, but why I, would I, I, I need a flat co- iron?
0: Well, I gave you the coffee, and I sat down, really excited. And I go, I got you a little present. Yeah, and I gave you the box, and, and your was face like, was so. Confused.
1: I was like, okay, what are you trying to say? Like, am I, is my hair getting? Curly now All of a sudden No I
0: thought maybe Because you know You 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 have good, good hair You've got oh, really you. good hair Thank you Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And you kind of style it Cool for the shows And I thought Maybe he will think I'm just giving him this So that he can style it In a new way For the shows <laughs> But I gave you The GHD box Your confused face Was just like What is going on And then you actually said I've never had one of these
1: before Yeah I've <laughs> never had one That was my own Yeah
0: And when you opened it And you saw the test Oh your face
1: world stopped really yeah my my whole world just stopped i didn't see i didn't hear what was going on around us all i remember that it was a beautiful day it wasn't raining it was a sunny day and that morning couldn't have gotten more special and then we just sat on the sofa just hugged and then we we got up and then we hugged again
0: we cried we cried (laughs) i
1: think that I think we were we were just hugging for about you half an hour. You had a
0: shot of tequila. I did. You did. That was the
1: second. First thing I did <laughs> as soon as we stopped hugging was, people know how much I love the tequila now. I think there's so many people that, that know how much I enjoy that specific Mexican... Treat. Treat. <laughs> One of the best exports from Mexico with tacos, if you ask me. Anyway, I have this amazing bottle of tequila that I've been savoring there for for years, really don julio 1942 i think it's called or three anyway i ran straight to that ball obviously you couldn't join me no you, know, you couldn't join me and i opened it and i poured myself one and that was i mean it was not nothing to do with having the shot of tequila but i just needed to shout it somehow yeah and having that drink it burned like hell in the morning but it was like a little sort of it was the best sort of way I could celebrate. Oh,
0: I recorded the whole thing, didn't I? I've got it on video. Well, but
1: I was in undies <laughs> because it was first thing after in, in the morning. And uh, so hopefully that video is not never to be seen. But No, anyway. but you said, I
0: said Have so. Have you sent
1: that, by the way, to anyone? No,
0: no I you didn't. You promise? No, no, no.
1: Pinky promise. Pinky
0: promise, I promise. However, the, when you were taking the you ticket. You didn't even, <laughs> you didn't
1: even pinky promise me.
0: A pinky promise. Yeah. When you were having a tequila shot, you were behind the kitchen counter, so it's okay.
1: Yeah, but that's just that's just a video of me having a tequila shot. No, but
0: I said, I said, so why are you having a tequila shot this morning, Aliash? And you went, I just found out I'm gonna be a dad. Oh,
1: really? Yeah! I wanna watch it now. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, it was a beautiful morning. Um, then we went in a couple of days later and we had the scan, and I think it wasn't until we were there ready to see the little baby on the scan that I was, I was still almost, I don't want to say in denial, but I didn't want to really jump for joy just in case something else came, that it was not going to be there, that it was a negative, uh, a false positive, like the nerves were still a little bit there. And when we walked in together and we sat down, uh, well, I laid down, you sat down for the scan, and we saw that little black dot on the screen pop up. I. Literally broke down crying again mm. because it was real. Mm. The doctor just went, there it is. There's the baby. And I just, this overwhelming sense of relief because it was real. It wasn't a false positive. I was pregnant. We were having a baby. It was just. I can't explain the feeling. But you I remember we all we both started crying. But then you turned around and you go, it's so little. Because it's just a little dot. Well,
1: <laughs> I thought it's going to be like a tiny, tiny little baby. You know, <laughs> like, like a little... Like a, like if your fingertip size baby, but it wasn't. It's like a little circle. It's like a little bean. It's
0: like a little bean, like yeah, black top bean. But what a moment! What a moment to finally finally see the baby on the screen. Know it really was all happening.
1: And you can see that was that was what I what I thought of then. I was like, you can already like even that was right. Like I must have been what a week, maybe two weeks old. Yeah, something it was, about that? it wasn't
0: very old. I mean, I think we found out when I was about. Five or six weeks pregnant.
1: Oh, right. So I'm just, So sorry. five weeks, I think. Five it weeks, was, yeah. yeah. And even so a month, really, which, is, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And then, um, but it's, yeah, it was just a tiny, tiny little thing. And we were like, oh, that's it. There it is. Just that. But it was the most beautiful, tiny little black dog we've Absolutely. ever seen in Absolutely. our life. Absolutely. And then we were obviously on tour and we, you know, we couldn't tell anybody on the Christmas tour. Uh, we couldn't, we, we kind of wanted to keep it to ourselves because, you know, there's always this like, Uh, under 12 week suggestion that you don't talk about it before 12 weeks just in case because they're so dangerous and high risk of miscarriage especially if you're a woman of my age I'm 39 so we kind of kept it to ourselves a little bit but then I had a really big conversation with myself really and I thought the reason they advise you to not talk about it before 12 weeks is because if something goes wrong it's just more people you have to talk to about things like that and then remember, we spoke about it, and I said to you, like, I don't, I don't see the reason in not telling like very, very, very close friends and our families because when were we ever gonna be able to give those that kind of a news in person? It's a tricky one, isn't it? You want to say that to someone, face to face, and with our lives and our schedules and how much we move about, that can sometimes be tricky.
1: And I think that the first person that we immediately thought about especially because at the time when we were doing the Christmas show, he was dancing with you. Uh, Robbie, beautiful Robbie Camatoni. Yeah. Uh, he's just a beautiful soul. And uh, we've been so close. The two of you are probably best friends. I mean, he's he's kind who,
0: of my soulmate. You are yeah. my soulmate, but he's he's kind no, of right there with you.
1: <laughs> he's basically you in a, in male, a male form. form. Yeah, That's yeah, it, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But it was, you know, that, that decision, we talked about it because I think it's important for people to realize there is no right or wrong way to do it. It's up to you you and i think for us when we decided you know let's start trickling it to the people that really matter to us was because it's if something did go wrong if something did happen it was also nice to have their support if it didn't go through you know that that is totally up to the couple so it's not we just decided that it was better for us to do it that way because if something did go wrong i would want that support from my best friend or my family at the time
1: and Yeah, and you were dancing together on tour. So I was dancing And uh, if anyone (laughs) should know that to be careful with how they dance with you, obviously, I was... That was the other one,
0: yeah.
1: I was, I mean, yeah, it's quite a big one, really. Obviously, when we were dancing, I was just really excited on the side of the stage. But as soon as we got on stage, I was petrified because, you know, I'm taller, I'm much... You're a big guy. Strong. I'm a, I'm a, a big, I'm guy. big guy. Yeah. And, um, and Robbie, it's a, it's an amazing, powerful dancer. He's he never, very powerful. He never goes anything below 100%. So we went, I think we need to tell him, listen, we want to tell him to begin with. And then uh, we bought a little card, didn't we? And we, we, we wrote this beautiful little sort of little paragraph. And then it kind of finished with... Um, you're gonna be the best uncle, and uh, or I can't wait to meet you, uncle. I think it was something like yeah. that. It, it finished with. I mean, you you wrote it. I was. I I was t- and there. we
0: only told him on the last show because I I remember well, I didn't want him to feel nervous dancing with me either because then it could be dangerous for me as well if he started holding back or going into a lift in a funny way and we do some pretty crazy lifts, mm. Robbie and I and so it was more like if we tell him in person and on the last show he'll enjoy the last show but also not be stressed for the whole last bit of the tour like you were the last show a few shows we did you were so stressed bless you
1: and uh so we got in the room we sat him down uh, i put the camera on the on the side so he couldn't see that he was getting filmed so he didn't clock at all and uh his reaction was probably one of the most beautiful ones because he's very intuitive as it is and uh I think he clocked it halfway through the paragraph i don't i don't i don't don't think he he even got to the end and um he just dropped the card and just put his hands in front of his face and just sort of just started crying with his those big eyes he has they were like beautiful eyes and uh, he was just he was just beside himself and i felt like at that moment that he that's how happy he would have been for his own you know what i mean he's such a beautiful soul and um Anyway we cried He asked how long we've known And uh, why didn't we tell him earlier So (laughs) he could have been stressing even more about it And um, it was just I'm never gonna forget that Dread dressing room I, I can picture it right now We had a little sofa. It was a beautiful little space, but it's going to be special now for a very different reason. And then that show was possibly one of the loveliest shows we've ever done. I think all the dances that we were doing that tour, we was, you know, solos. It was just the two of us. Whenever we had a chance, we whispered to one another, it's the three of us. Or, you know, this is the last time just the two of us dancing on a stage together. And it was beautiful. I think he was just so tough for us. And, uh, And I'm really really happy that uh, that he was there on that tour and uh, that he 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 got to find out so 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 soon
0: yeah he was so happy and he's gonna be the best uncle he's he gonna was. be a fun uncle it's <laughs> me
1: and then tour finished and uh, which obviously it was a christmas tour so the next thing after christmas tour is christmas christmas yeah
0: <laughs> and christmas we always do one year slovenia one year miami one year slovenia and this year uh 2022 was miami And so we were in Miami and I remember we thought, right, this is perfect. We can tell our families on Christmas Day. I mean, what an epic Christmas present to give, right? That kind of news. (laughs) So I remember the whole night before Christmas on Christmas Eve, I barely slept. I was so nervous. I was so excited. I was so feeling 101 million emotions to finally be able to tell my parents and my brother and my sister that we were going to have a baby at that point, I think it was about eight weeks pregnant. So I was I was a bit farther along now. And then um, the morning came, first first two up, of course, me and you, the whole family was still sleeping. But then because Slovenia has that kind of time difference, we thought, oh, this is perfect because we can tell your family first. Because in Slovenia, it was already Christmas. It was Christmas almost afternoon by that time.
1: Mm. Um, and it's six hours ahead. Yeah, there's six I hours think, ahead so. from
0: Miami. So we called them in the morning on FaceTime. And Luckily, no one in my house speaks Slovenian. So it was kind of perfect because even if they did hear us talking, it would be you speaking in Slovenian. They wouldn't have any idea what, what we were saying to the family. But that was really sweet because it was your mom and your dad and Lara and Nate and Zala and Tisa, our little nieces. They were all together. They had just opened presents and had some food. And, and you said, okay, is everybody there? And are you all there? And obviously, I don't understand what you're saying, but I think this is what you're saying. And they all kind of like looked at us and then we just... Showed them a little picture of the sonogram and went, you're going to be an aunt to Laura and you're going to be a grandma and grandpa to your parents. And they just started crying and they were so emotional, so happy. And look at Zala and Tisa, so confused. They didn't know what
1: what was going on. Why is my mom crying? They're uh, they're two and four.
0: So they were like, why is everyone crying? It's (laughs) meant to be Christmas Day. But what a nice, uh, what a nice moment, wasn't it? It was
1: beautiful. And the only thing that I'm not looking back because it was done over FaceTime with my family, I felt like, you know, the connection is never going to be the the perfect. It's not like you're right there. Uh So here and there, it kind of just looked like one second, my mom was crying in the left corner of the screen. The other second, she was in the (laughs) right corner of the screen, holding her head. But uh, all in all, just such an excitement, really. I, you know, they were, they they were beside themselves and, uh, Especially being Christmas, and uh, already such a wholesome family day as it is, yeah. and uh, I, I don't, I don't think they're ever gonna forget that. Christmas. No, and Zala
0: here. and Tisa, your sister kept saying, "You're gonna have a cousin. You're yeah. gonna have a cousin." <laughs> then came the turn for my family. Of course, they were very slow, taking their time. Cuban time. Cuban time. You know, we were far from the Caribbean, and uh, I was like, "All right, good, good. Let's get, let's get to the presents. Let's get to the presents." they opened all the presents one at a time again and I was like come on just finish all the
1: presents yeah because you guys open presents like Leslie this is one present for you and then we all look at Leslie what she got and then Alex this one is for you Abuela so <laughs> it takes a while it takes a
0: while yeah. oh god and, um, and then finally all the gifts and presents have been given and then we had the card just our card left the card the card <laughs> and I gave it to my mom and I think I think at that point, like my mom thought it was, we're going to Disney, you know, because that's normally what,
1: what we're I'm going like, on a cruise tomorrow.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think she was really hoping for that. And then she looked at me and made her face like, are we going away somewhere? <laughs> and uh, when she opened it, I just put, you know, dear grandma and grandpa, auntie and uncle, and my great grandparents, because my grandmother and my grandfather were living there. I said, it's so lovely to meet you. Have the most amazing Christmas. I, I, no, I said, have the most amazing Christmas. Can't wait to meet you. Love the new love of the family. And then when you they turned the card around, it was the photo of the sonogram. And my mom, remember, she just dropped to the floor. She fell to the floor crying. My dad was just in shock, like he almost didn't believe it. My brother and my sister came running to me and sandwiched me in like a sibling sandwich, like the level of excitement and joy in the house for that mm. kind of gift, shall we say, Christmas little miracle. Uh, was, was really, really, really special. And I mean, what, what a day to give that kind of news to anybody. It's, it's such a, like you said, it's such a wholesome family day. So to be able to tell our families on Christmas Day was like such a huge blessing. Because I was like, when are we ever going to be able to do it and do it this way? Like be able to share that kind of news, the first one that we're having on Christmas Day. So we told the families, lots of love, lots of excitement, lots of happiness. But then I had to go off on the Strictly Live tour, didn't I? And I couldn't tell anybody you know, because I was waiting for that 12 week mark. I wanted to make sure the baby was okay. I was okay before we started telling anybody. So I wore this really big, puffy yellow dress.
1: Gail smashed that, dress Gail
0: Rinkoff, my amazing stylist, she smashed it. I, I told her that I needed something to hide. <laughs> I kept blaming the delicious catering, eat to the beat, if you ever want good <laughs> catering. I kept blaming the catering about, you know, feeling bloated and feeling big. And then I think some of the pros actually that know me really well, know how much, Jeanette Monrara loves a drink after a show, and I wasn't drinking as much as I normally was. Well, I wasn't drinking at oh, yes. I mean, all. I love how
1: you corrected yourself there. Yeah, I wasn't
0: drinking at all, and they were all a little bit like there was a couple of a little bit of speculation. Robbie was on tour, and Robbie knew that I was pregnant, so Robbie was kind of like my wingman, you know. And Summer, who who's my friend, and does my makeup. They both knew, so they were like my wingman and woman helping me hide it, taking a shot for me if there was shots going around or something. But managed to keep it secret for the whole Strictly Live tour. You also didn't, you said you didn't tell your friends straight away. No, did you? I, I
1: didn't tell nobody really. Yeah. We, we kind of made that deal that we're going to wait for the, for, the, for the 12 week first of all. And then even then we're going to sort of set a little date that we can then tell a few of the closest people that we really trust and we really love. Because we wanted to keep it, not to ourselves, but it kind of felt like such such a special thing to to tell people that i wanted to be the two of us telling them do you know what i mean so they didn't hear it from somebody else or even worse read about it somewhere else you know especially the closest friends yeah and the live tour i came to watch it in birmingham and uh i mean you're so good at it you know like you're, you're you're just excelling like i think you were a great first year but like last year you really owned that show
0: i think i lost the nerves the first year yeah
1: well now you had two little nerves in there so i you had know, two you know, nerves to deal with and it was but you were so good at it but i remember seeing the seeing the dress for the second act it was the yellow one no? the
0: yellow big yellow pop. wow
1: because <laughs> you're, you're only little and in the arena when you're on your own sitting in the middle of the floor uh standing in the middle of the floor you know if you had a sparkly jumpsuit on you just look like a little sparkle in the middle of the floor, but with that yellow dress, it was a puff. You look like a little, like a little, little yellow.
0: I think somebody wrote in the review something like a lemon meringue cake.
1: <laughs> That's it, like a little muffin.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> you're brilliant at it, and uh, but I can't imagine because I know how much you enjoy socializing on I tour. Do. You love. You're the last person to to go wherever after every single show. You want to make sure that we're all together. You're always gonna be the. The mom of the group, yeah. if you wish. They always Even call before, me mom, didn't they? They I do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how did you get through it? I, I, I don't know remember. how, but
0: I did. And then finally, we were able to share the news with everyone. And that was really exciting. The day that we got to announce it to the world that we were having a baby. And what, what a reaction. I mean, I knew that it was going to be very exciting for us to share it. We couldn't wait to tell everybody that's been following along our journey throughout the last few years living here, which has been wonderful. But the reaction from everybody was just so lovely. We got so many nice messages and like excitement levels from our friends and co-workers that we hadn't told yet they found out as well. Like it was honestly humbling to see how much love this little baby has and it's not even it's not even here yet. And- I mean, I was
1: really excited before, but then when you see how much people actually care, yeah. I think it's more dead than anything else. When you see that people or just you know, even if it's a comment or a phone call or a, or a message, whatever it is, like you, I just felt so much love for it, and uh, and it's a beautiful thing because there's so much going on in the world. That's so much thing, so many things that you look left and right, and things go wrong, and you can't really say anything to be criticized or judged. But with the news like that, it was accepted on so many. So many beautiful levels and I was really, really happy and glad that, you know, there still is things left that we can just all get really happy about. If yeah, that makes sense? That's beautifully said. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you and mean. Because you could easily, you know, get some comments like, oh, you know, how insensitive that, you know, how many people can't. And I get all that. Yeah. And uh, I was just really, really positively surprised that everything was just so happy and positive. Positive, yeah. yeah
0: we really and, and we always say it don't we we really are very fortunate and lucky enough to be even be having a baby it is a miracle if you look at the science behind how and why and the, the chances. times and the chances it really really is a miracle that we're having this little thing and just so so happy that we can finally tell everybody boom high five so we've told the world, we're having a baby. Now Guess we told what? you how. You're not going to be an uncle, you're going to be... A daddy! You're going to
1: be a daddy! <laughs> so we told you how it happened. Uh, we told you how... Um... Well,
0: we didn't tell him how it happened. Well, no.
1: That, that's... that's uh, Our episodes are not long enough. That's Witchcraft. a different
0: podcast. That's not a, yeah, that's a different podcast. With, uh, yeah.
1: Anyway, uh, I hope you enjoyed this. I really enjoyed doing this one, you know? That was, yeah. that was a fun one to do.
0: It's, it's nice because it was nice news to share. But then, you know, that realization came in. Wow, okay, we've got a small flat yep we're gonna have a baby Yep, parents are gonna come visit cousins and siblings they are gonna come and visit and
1: you have a big family and i have a family that is close so yes
0: (laughs) so we need space hands face Space.
1: space. Space.
0: space we need space so in the next episode find out what the next step was for aliash and i to get that space uh but if you have some pretty cool and nice stories to share about how you told your family and friends that you were having a baby or any, any kind of sh- comments or stories that you want to share with us about your big news or your baby news or your baby journey even if you've gone through IDF or if you had a tough journey we want to hear it send us in the comments uh, anything that you want to share with us because we love hearing all the stories uh, but yeah great, great chat go. thank you very
1: much yeah, I yeah. love that
0: and we'll see you for the next one do you want to end it with your radio voice?
1: Um, <clears throat> thank you for listening uh, we can't wait to see you in a week's time uh, have a lovely day and uh, don't forget, keep making babies. <laughs> wow! Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Imagine the
0: softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.